Hello, everyone. Asher here. I'm the producer of this podcast and have finally gotten around to getting this latest installment of How Do You Like Your Eggs to You, and I sincerely hope you enjoy it. As it may have become obvious, we are for the time being taking a little hiatus. That's because we are having a fight right now and Jake won't come out from under the table. Just kidding. It's because it's the end of the world as we know it. Hashtag Corona. Hashtag Find Your Beach. Anyway, we'll be back just as soon as this whole thing blows over, which it will. Soon. Right? Until then, please listen to this episode, stay your ass inside, and wash your filthy, stinking hands, you dirty little pissant poop fairies. Stop touching your grandma. How you like them? The lady with the paper hat asked me as she poured a little more coffee into my cup. As that you say, I said, as a sad smile spread across her face, and I looked up. She said, I'd take you to be a soft-boiled man. I don't understand. I reluctantly confessed. Listen, son, she said, I don't mean to upset you, but you've got to know I'm going to have to break a couple of things to make your breakfast. Just glad to see a blue morning and yellow egg at the break of rain. Welcome to How Do You Like Your Eggs, a show for people who love to eat from people who live to cook. I'm Anna Gowen, and Jake cannot join us this evening, unfortunately, um, which means that our guests, Alyssa Hernandez and Matthew Holland of uh, No Hunger NOLA, uh, will be partaking in the only egg I really can offer (laughs) without Jake here, which is soft-boiled eggs and sourdough, a little callback to our Sierra and Grace episode for people who have been... Uh, listening for a minute. Uh, so, Alyssa and Matt, thank you guys so much for thanks. being on the pod. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, thanks for having us. We're really excited for you guys to be here. Um, well, let's just like dive right in. Tell everybody a little bit about No Hunger Nola. Yeah. Give me that, that spiel I know you have oh, prepared the, the in your head. Sh- the spiel is ready. So, No Hunger Nola is a canning company. Uh, we work specifically with recovered produce, so ugly produce, excess, surplus, anything that would normally go to waste. Uh, we work with you know our partners in the community and make pickles. We do preserves. We do fermented foods, so kimchi, all kinds of fun stuff. And yeah, and uh, kind of in the background, we work on uh, food advocacy, food justice, stuff like that. So just kind of at large, you know, community empowerment and how we can help people out across the board. Cool, cool, cool. Uh, I'm a fidgeter. <laughs> what exactly were the two of you doing before you started doing this? Oh, um, so I come from a background of cooking. Uh, mm-hmm. So I've cooked, you know, essentially professionally since the day that I turned 18. Yeah, just about, I understand you know? that. Yeah, it was definitely the calling. Um Somewhere along the lines, I, I fell into economics, so I started, I went to school, and, you know, I was really just, like, looking at 
wanting to, you know, be able to get into a management position, be chef, you know, yeah. boss hog, the whole thing. But I ended up studying economics and it was something that really spoke to me. So, I mean, I kept cooking, obviously, mm-hmm. but I, I had a lot of attention on resource distribution and those types of things. So, I don't know, the two worlds just kind of came together for me. Um, I ended up in New Orleans. Uh, I got into the uh, master's in policy economics program at Tulane. So that's what brought me here. Nice. So I always had a kind of vision of, you know, something similar to this that would take place, you know, like down the road. Um, But I just, it seemed like something that would be beneficial to this city in Mm -hmm. the short term. And so I actually um, took a leave of absence from Tulane for the last year I'm back now but yeah so we launched No Hunger I found this one here too and it's definitely all couldn't have been possible without him so it all kind of fell into place yeah we met you were (laughs) oh a classic twist on the boy next door story the chef upstairs upstairs. oh I love it I was doing catering I was doing the catering for the Link Restaurant Group and um, you're working in Koshan. We just met downstairs. Yeah. Honestly, I'm pretty sure you made a Bad Brains reference, and I just, that was it. It was. It was a, a PMA reference, <laughs> for the record. If anybody likes <laughs> It's okay. We love a, a niche reference yeah. Yeah. on this podcast. Every guest inevitably, it. like, makes one at yeah. some point, so that's totally okay. I was just trying to impress him. It's fine. Yeah. I was trying to impress him with my niche, you know, <laughs> hardcore niche. knowledge. It's fine. Yeah, and with that catering, we did all of the pickling upstairs, mm-hmm. and that's honestly, like, that was one of the first conversations we had. Mm-hmm. So it like, really was kind of a, like, a precursor to what you guys yeah, are doing now absolutely almost, making pickles so, yeah um do you feel like there was kind of like a catalyst for you to that inspired you to start no hunger when you did or did it just feel like things were falling into place time-wise um no things have definitely not fallen into place time-wise they still have <laughs> um i think just coming here i think new orleans was the catalyst for me so, um, for my undergrad, which um, I'm from Florida okay. originally, my, my family is from here. My dad was born in Eunice, and I still have family out there. Um, but so I did my undergraduate at the University of South Florida, and my research there was mostly focused on like international food access. We looked a lot of, I looked at a lot of like Sub Saharan Africa and like poverty there. Yeah, totally. Um, coming to New Orleans, I, I kind of pivoted and started looking at food access and like geographical issues here and like Mm -hmm. historical legacies and um you know the modern impacts of that stuff like Katrina like how that has affected food access for different populations um and just I guess uh yeah so I had a a few uh, research opportunities when I first started at Tulane and just really looking at I mean a the numbers but b just you know the the reality you Mm -hmm. know you know what I mean you see it wherever you go in the city. Um, yeah, it just felt like something that... Yeah, yeah was, she's not really the type for. to see something and not try to fix not it. Phys- <laughs> not physically or mentally ready for, but like idyllically ready for, you yeah. know? Yeah. yeah. So here we are. I get it. Motivated to make make the change. Yeah. yeah. Be the change you want to see. Yeah. Yeah. That, mm-hmm. um, <laughs> since this is your sort of your background of study... Like, what do you think makes New Orleans, like, the food systems here mm-hmm. unique in comparison to other, like, low-income areas um, that maybe you've looked at? So, it's, it might if be... If it gets, like, 
weird yeah. and complicated. Yeah. I understand. It's okay. no, I, I just, just wanted to ask. It, it might be kind of an asshole answer. Also, am no. I allowed to say asshole? Yes. <laughs> okay. So <laughs> it's amazing yeah, that um, it's taken us this long two, though, to right? swear. <laughs> okay. Yes. All right. All right. Cool. Um, again, I don't want to understand how podcasts work, but here we are. Um, they work however we want them. To I think work. it's I think it's like the irony of it almost mm-hmm. because New Orleans is praised as this, like, you know, culinary mecca. Yeah, and it definitely. is truly, but not for everybody, you know. Yeah. So like, I had the opportunity to come here and like I started working at a James Beard restaurant mm-hmm. and like you know what I mean. Kind I of have, at the center of that. Yeah, like absolutely. Culture. And so, but that's not where I come from you know mm-hmm. I cooked for years and years back home I never worked in a James Beard restaurant like I never and I mean we both grew up pretty poor you know what I mean like yeah, we, we've definitely both have had that experience so the I just think the reality of that alongside the people who actually live here who who struggle to get healthy food or you know to have that in their daily lives is definitely makes it more yeah. a more unique problem Mm-hmm. Yeah. Did I read that New Orleans <laughs> is actually like higher in food insecurity than the national average? Is mm-hmm. that true? Yeah, New Orleans is uh, Louisiana in general Louisiana, is are okay. the is the has some of the highest food insecurity rates in the country, and New Orleans is the largest food desert in the country. Wow. Numbers. Mm-hmm. I had no idea mm-hmm. that that yeah. was true. Which is crazy. It right? is crazy. Like, you know, when I think of myself or I think of other people who are like working in this industry mm-hmm. that you want to think would be aware of stuff like this. Mm-hmm. Like, we're just not. Right. You know? Um, so, how do you partner largely with restaurants to get this ugly produce <laughs> that you guys use or grocery stores or what is kind of your. Yeah, so um, both of us being in hospitality, that was Mm -hmm. definitely kind of our in, is working with restaurants. Yeah, it didn't hurt. Yeah, so we are pivoting a little bit more now towards uh, working with farms and local producers and growers and stuff like that, which is, you know, for this year for 2020 one of our biggest goals is just to kind of scale our impact you know like it's it's definitely feasible it's been great we've made some great products working with different restaurants in the city um but just uh, you know looking at scaling our impact and like how we can really make that difference it's definitely been interesting um but yeah so it's been a good path we're we're still in the middle of that pivot yeah i understand Um, yeah so but it's been great um that's kind of a good lead-in what are some other goals in this coming year that you have for uh no hunger and Noah. oh um i don't know <laughs> i feel like I, I feel like we're doing them all um yeah as of right now yeah a little over it's 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 not not overwhelming at times it's definitely i don't know we just we're doing more retail stuff like getting around there like just oh yeah that's a good one <laughs> well, definitely I, more of that yeah, that definitely goes hand in hand as well with the pivot towards just working with larger scale producers mm-hmm. and distributors. Um, we do the farmer's market twice a month, but also just, you know, with the increase in produce that we're getting in now, mm-hmm. uh, we've actually, we landed our first wholesale account in like the first, are we allowed to name names? Can we yeah, talk totally. about it? Okay. No, okay. 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 All right. Yeah, we're good. Well, no, I just, I don't know how you guys <laughs> felt about it. But... If you want to name them. Okay. Like, that's yeah. Really so we, we um, 
started working with Hey Cafe. Oh, rad. Yeah, like the first couple of weeks of the new year. So uh, hey, Tommy... It's all up in our feed. I know. Oh. Lachelle from Hey Cafe was just on the podcast recently. She nice. Oh, that's awesome. That's a uh, um, trigger word. What's the... Oh, buzzword. Hey Cafe. Buzzword. Buzzword. There yeah. you go. So Tommy stalked us at Hey Cafe and Hey Coffee. And then like by the end of the month, uh, they were our first sales first wholesale account and we have five now i think that's really amazing yeah so it's been great <laughs> yeah. it's a uh, lot of collard greens and pickles it's a it's a lot of a lot of pickling but do you want to talk a little bit about um the rebrand that you guys have planned coming yeah up? definitely so I, we've definitely talked about this before too and as far as just kind of we we definitely just kind of jumped in with no hunger yeah. nola you know like we saw a need we wanted to to be of service and you know it, it falls in line with what we love to do so one of my main thought processes for starting out was that i didn't want to create something and like tell new orleans what the solution needed to be yeah. like i definitely wanted to just like start and like get the feedback like talk to the people on the ground and like see what the community actually needs or like mm-hmm. what they want from us so what's happening now and what we're working on is we're actually um, launching the rebrand within the next couple months so the no hunger nola will become prosper preserve co um and that is for us to focus on the packaged food products mm-hmm. um as far as the, the physical food recovery and no hunger will eventually evolve and become our nonprofit leg that we do our policy work through. So just, you know, trying to differentiate that a little bit um, because there are going to be, you know, two different segments of people that are involved possibly and there will be some overlap, which is going to be great. But like in order to really be of, you know, the most help to to those people, Mm -hmm. it just uh, seems like it's played out as a natural evolution. Yeah. No, that's really cool. To be able to just kind of like follow, yeah, yeah. follow where the current has taken you a little bit about yeah. like where people's needs are it's in the been, community. Yeah, it's been uh, pun intended, organic, <laughs> an organic experience. Oh, yeah. I like it. Ooh, I dropped the first pun. He's Yo, mad. Man. He's mad. I am upset about it. <laughs> it's okay. I'm sure you'll get another chance. <laughs> um, I'm looking for him. <laughs> what? I'm gonna do the shower. Yeah. What has the the, <laughs> the process been like in terms of as someone coming out of the food industry? I know you studied economics, so maybe this was a little bit more of a, a natural transition mm-hmm. for you. Um, but kind of diving into running a business and like trying to, uh, um, you yeah. know, f- find the money to do that and go through all of these hoops that I think a lot of people maybe don't necessarily have to try and like marry yeah definitely um it's been chaotic (laughs) Uh, (laughs) so I actually have a little bit of experience not and it's not really that much experience but um I back home uh, opened an art gallery with uh one of my best friends back in Tampa and so it was a community-based art gallery where we were a nonprofit. you know we Mm -hmm. we ran for a couple years and really we started out back then is just wanting to create a, a platform or a space for our friends to be able to showcase their work yeah. you know that was accessible and you know just kind of on our level so I don't really think that I gained that much business savvy from that experience <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> I mean, it was, That's it was, okay. it was great. And, you know, we love the community and like, they really supported us. But mm-hmm. I think what I learned from that is that there's no right way to do anything that you just kind of have to dive in. Okay. So. Yeah. You got to let it tell you what to do sometimes a little bit. Yeah. So yeah, I guess that was my takeaway and it definitely gave me, you know, some more of a, a more of a kick in the ass to get this going. But I do do the bookkeeping as well. I did take some accounting courses. So <laughs> there that you go. doesn't hurt. Got to be able to balance uh, it too. Thank God. I got recipes, but that's not, <laughs> Oh, I know. I would be absolutely uh, no. useless yeah. when it came to something like that. So. No, we can make a, I can make a good jam, but. He's in charge of the ratios for sure. Yeah. <laughs> that is also a good lead in. Um, I'm really curious about how you guys come up with like the inspiration behind the stuff that you're making. Cause I know it can be a little bit. Yeah, it's, it's fun. Little, it's funky. I like it. Yeah, it can be. It, it, it feels daunting more so if there's limitations, which there's really not. Which mm-hmm. We kind of just go for it. Um, something you learn in restaurants, I feel like just like working in them for a long time, is like you let the food tell you how to cook it yeah, most of the time. Yeah, definitely. Um, which is really something you have to know in doing what we do because <laughs> we don't have a set produce list. Yeah, We're you're not, just kind of getting whatever I'm not people are giving 10 you. Pounds of exactly. corn. You know, on a Tuesday, I'm <laughs> maybe getting 40 pounds of cucumbers, you know, You're like, okay. Yeah, I'm just yeah. going for it. Um, a lot of times we ch- stay pretty Southern. We try to match flavors with other flavors that we have. Mm-hmm. We might get, uh, like, whenever we were working, we got like a bunch of habanero vinegar and we're like, mm-hmm. well, we have a bunch of vegetables. Let's pickle it with this vinegar yeah. and just go for it and make it taste good and that's it just kind of treat the produce the way it should be treated not Mm -hmm. throwing it away so that's all we really care about just making food taste good (laughs) at the end of the day yeah i think that's how some of our coolest recipes have come about honestly is just getting a random assortment of things in and then staring at it the pile of produce blankly for you know an extended period of time yeah we we got in all of those we got in like a ton of citrus peels that were cooked down with habaneros and we just mm-hmm. made this jam with it, and it was wicked. And we like made chicken wings with it and glazed them in it, and it was mm. like, it was just. Yeah. You think about you just think about what you can do with something, and then everything else just falls into falls place. Into kinda. Place. Yeah, everything it works out. Definitely happens on the fly. Yeah. <laughs> More ASMR. Organic wise. <laughs> well, I think now that you've like made me a little bit hungry, maybe we can take a break and eat some eggs. For I've a been minute. eating this whole time. <laughs> It's okay. <laughs> subtly. Subtly. Don't worry. Hi, Melanie Adams here, Asher's mom. We'll get back to eggs in a moment. Since you should all be staying inside not touching your grandmas, hashtag find your beach, this is the perfect time to start binging on some quality hi-fi stories. Cicada Radio is here for you. Please keep listening. We have things coming around the pike, we think, without revealing too much may in fact not be true we're looking into a show featuring life coaches coaching you at your life and a story podcast hosted by a real kid oh and asher's out of work right now so please consider donating to his patreon that's patreon.com slash cicada radio now from asher's mama to you guys stay at home wash your filthy stinking hands don't touch your grandma now back to matt and Alyssa. On how do you like your ex? Didn't think we we're getting that personal. Not gonna lie, I'm gonna try and keep this tight because I'm very hot. <laughs> okay, cool. I'm sorry, guys. I have an okay, exam Jake, tomorrow. I understand. So I'm yeah, I know you got stuff to do. Oh, I just miss him so much. 
I miss him too, and I never you even never met even him. Met him. Yeah. You know? He's great. Yeah. Maybe maybe one day if you go to <laughs> Pals, he's probably there. He's probably there right now. Oh, I. Mm, I may have met him. <laughs> That's probably yeah. true then. Yeah. That's um, where I got all the lightsaber condoms from. <laughs> <laughs> All right. <laughs> no. Back in mm-hmm. And we're back. And we're back now. Yeah. That we- <laughs> Thank you, Matt, for the intro. Yeah. I, I really appreciated the help. That's my radio voice. Easing back in there. <laughs> I think you naturally kind of have a radio voice, to be honest. I have a face for it. <laughs> I told um, her I was making this joke. I told her it was going to happen. You yeah. did it. Yeah. You fit it yeah. in there. Um, Timing. You guys had a nice little egg break. And now yeah. we're back Perfectly with some more questions. Perfectly cooked soft-boiled egg. Beautiful soft-boiled egg. Oh, thank you. I'm definitely going to farm fresh. get that in writing and have you guys sign it mm-hmm. before you leave. Right. Uh, just as a, a sign of approval of yeah. my own egg cooking. I really appreciate it. Um, I am really curious about what it has been like for you guys like working with the person that you are in a relationship with. Cause you're the first couple that we've ever had on the show. Great. <laughs> honestly. Great. Yeah. Honestly. Continue. Tell me more. Yeah. No, honestly. I mean, I'll just do what she tells me to do. anyway. <laughs> <clears throat> no, it's, um, it has actually been and this. Is, maybe is just like, a, our kind of approach or our, the way that we fit at large. It's, just supernatural like it never really feels like that mm-hmm. you know yeah i don't know yeah it just feels like we're cooking together mm-hmm. in the day i just stay out of the numbers and then <laughs> that's it all right no yeah. i mean that's very no, sweet really, i don't know i like i'm really, glad it's such yeah, a, like, i mean i know, wish i could nice give you more drama it's absolutely horrible I've never yeah. i scream at him all the time yeah <clears throat> there you go just like a little yeah a hint of the dark side mm-hmm. and then you pull it back you know just for the folks at home. Where'd the fucking pectin go? <laughs> yeah, a lot of that. Um, do you guys have a favorite thing? Because like, I know you do pickles and you do jams and uh, fermented food, stuff like that. So do Sauerkraut. You s- Sauerkraut. Sauerkraut. My favorite thing that we have ever made is, I think in general, I think I love the fermented foods most. I'm a, also a big fan of fermented foods, it's, so I totally get it. Yeah. And it's definitely, A, it's more fun to mm-hmm. make. It's yeah. more of a learning process. Like there's a ton. He is much more well versed than than I am, or especially that I was when we started this. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's been a a big learning process for me, but it's been it's been absolutely great. And my favorite thing that we have ever made to this day was just like uh we got a big batch of slaw mix, like the pre cut like coleslaw mix, yeah. and I just salt packed the cabbage, and we did like a wild fermentation on it, and I like could not be peeled away from it. Like I just had a giant jar in the fridge, and I couldn't. I think we maybe sold half of it because I just couldn't stop yeah. eating the rest. Just eating out of a jar like a troll. <laughs> <laughs> this is who I've become. Really, it's my. I mean, animal. of all of the yeah, things of, to of really all, like, of all of the ferments, um, I don't know. I love the pineapple one. Oh, fermented pineapple, pineapple salsa, salsa was yeah. insane. Anything you get to do with that where it's like mm-hmm. turning something into some like completely different. It's always fun. I love doing pickled greens. We just did a ton of pickle greens. Mm-hmm. I think they're always delicious. I yeah. can eat those all day. Also, yeah. Watermelon jam probably also. Oh, the watermelon jam was great. It was a total pain in the ass, but it was really, really delicious when it was done. Mm. 
Yeah, well, yeah, I think it's. We got about Honestly, ten I like gallons. Them. Yeah, I like them all. Really, mm-hmm. to be honest, they all. You we like love all of our children. Yeah. That's really equally benevolent yeah, of you. We do not have a favorite. If you're listening at home, watermelon jam. <laughs> <laughs> we love you important. too. We promise. Um, how did you kind of get? I I know you've worked in restaurants for a long time, Matthew, but like with the fermenting and the pickling like was that just a byproduct of working in these spaces or was it always kind of a passion project for you to like learn and do well my my grandpa had a farm growing up um so we always were preserving something or doing something or keeping it for longer than it Mm -hmm. you know finding a way to keep it longer essentially I don't know I've just always been attracted to the idea of sustainability in that especially like at home cooking or anything it's Mm -hmm. always I couldn't tell you the exact moment. There wasn't like a light bulb that yeah, went out. It's like, like oh. I'm fermenting things now. I jam now. It's just, <laughs> I don't know. I, I don't know. From day one, it's always just been something I really mm-hmm. enjoy to do. Um, working in restaurants definitely didn't hurt. Yeah. And there's definitely a lot more knowledge. I mean, like Noma just put out a book like two years ago now, I guess. Mm-hmm. And like, it's, it's everywhere. And like, there's no denying the fact that there's a way to turn an ingredient into something that isn't immediate and waiting on something's a lot of fun too. I feel like it always mm-hmm. tastes better when you got to wait a couple weeks. Yeah. Like, or the like suspense of it. it. Yeah. yeah. There's like, there's a, like the dramatics of it is really nice. I really enjoy that. Yeah. I just always probably. <laughs> no, that's fun. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I'm almost like hesitant to say this because there have always been people out there doing these things out of necessity or out of um, passion. But I do think kind of the culture at large is coming back around Mm. to these um, old school practices of like canning and pickling and fermenting. Like people are taking a lot of initiative to do these things at home. Absolutely. Which I think is really cool. I think um, that kind of that thought lends itself to, to one of what I think is one of the coolest things about what we're doing and how we're doing it. Right. Because at the end of the day, we're trying to combat some of these like legacies of poverty and like poor food access and all of these things. But like the way that we're doing it is mm-hmm. with the, the products of poverty, yeah, poverty. And having to yeah. make food last. So it's kind of, um, yeah, just kind of bringing it full circle has been really interesting and using that as an avenue to, to combat those things. Yeah. There is something kind of poetic right. in that. Yeah. And also something very cool about being able to like integrate those things with also this like fine dining culture, you yeah, know, definitely. It kind of feels like you're like getting one over on the man. Yeah, definitely. You know? You're like sticking it to him under the table. You're like, fuck your food waste, yeah. man. I'm going to yeah. turn it into food yeah. for other people. Yeah. I think that's really cool. Yeah. And it's definitely, um, you know, we, we both grew up, you know, with, with not maybe, you know, more than a lot but you know less than a lot as well mm-hmm. and so my experience with that was much different than Matt's you know we didn't I'm from Florida you know we never had a farm it was never yeah. canning it was just processed foods and convenience and all of this stuff mm-hmm. um, and so my experience with that and how it led me to economics and then Matt's experience and how it led it, him to you know obviously becoming a chef and like getting into food preservation and like already having that knowledge and like just so the different routes mm-hmm. that it took us to the same destination it's been really fun do you guys I mean you feel like this kind of wouldn't be what it is without the other person absolutely yeah definitely definitely for me (laughs) there we go oh I love it um what do you feel like you would say to people in restaurants or people in the food industry if you like 
had the opportunity to just like quit throwing shit away. Like <laughs> if I could like play this podcast for like everyone who works in a restaurant in New yes. Orleans and like make them listen to it clockwork orange style you know? yeah just quit throwing shit away <laughs> we'll well, make a dubstep remix of it it'll be great that's <laughs> that is the bottom line yeah i mean definitely i think to get to the don't throw shit away it has to be like <laughs> just be cognizant you know what i mean yeah be definitely. aware the the things that you're using and the byproducts don't like there's always a there's always a different use for something mm-hmm. you know what I mean like there's you just have to let yourself or let that creative part of what you're doing um, become what it needs to be you know mm-hmm. there's yeah. there's always an after effect and if if you have that cognizance like you can come up with some really cool things in the process too you know yeah yeah something um, just like having like any sort of like cooks that I work with underneath me it's Encouraging creativity in a way, it's like giving products where it's like, I have these skins. Yeah. Or I have, um, like, we need to sell these. Like, we had, like, a bunch of scallops at work that we just, we were like, what can we do with them? Mm-hmm. You know, we have, like, four left. It's not enough for, like, in order. Yeah. What do we do? We saw cured them for two days. Um, we smoked them for three hours on cold smoke. We hung dried them for 14 and then dehydrated them. I love like, dried scallops. Do? They're like one and of my favorite they, they flavors. So cool. They're incredible. It's like this little umami bomb and it came from something that would have been looked over. Yeah, or, like, that someone might have just in, tossed. You know, mm, yeah, or, totally. yeah, like thrown in. And like use these things for a staff meal too, of course. But mm-hmm. if there's a way to incite creativity and incite this idea in like young cooks to look at a excess piece of you know fish scrap mm-hmm. and think this could be delicious yeah like that's what we're you know and that's kind of something we're trying to do with no hunger nola as well is just encouraging people like because like the whole point of this and we talked about this is that you know in a perfect world we wouldn't have to exist yeah you know but we do so how do we combat that with mm-hmm. the fact that we do exist is also encourage people and teach them and educate on how to do yeah. these things at home to kind of rethink the yeah. way they mm-hmm. look at food yeah to some degree yeah just there's like food shouldn't be trash yeah but there's just no there's no true reason um, do you <laughs> do you guys have any tips that maybe you guys use at home that could be useful to some listeners about like you know, like just like little things that maybe you do with scrap. Yeah. I, I mean, feel like a lot of people don't even know where to start outside of like composting or like, you know. Yeah. Um, I mean, the first thing that I do, I mean, obviously it's like prevention and re- like recycling, you know, reduce, reuse, recycle. So mm-hmm. my first step is always like I don't go to the grocery store unless I know exactly what I have at home. Yeah. And I'll write, you know, or I'll plan my meal prep or I'll figure out what I'm going to make for the week and I'll write my shopping list around that so that I know that I can use up everything, everything that I already have sitting at the house. Um, I mean, I'm pretty lazy, honestly. <laughs> so, like, if I have vegetables or I have something, like, he would do something much more creative with them. But, like, I would just saute the vegetables up and, like, put them in an omelet, you yeah. know? Like, whatever. There's always, you know, a solution um, composting obviously is a great option in New Orleans. I think one of the big things is that we don't really have the space to do that. Mm, um, but no. there are compost drop-off points throughout the city. Like there are certain days, um, and maybe we can, you know, I don't know, link you guys to the website or something, but the library on 
abroad has mm-hmm. like compost days that you you know you just you like throw the food scraps it. in the freezer you bring them on the compost day and like they you know you can still do that without having to dedicate all of the resources and the time to doing it um but again for me it's just awareness you know yeah. I just if I figure out what I have in the fridge before I go to the store like there's a much better chance and I'm not going to come home with a bunch of shit I don't need you don't need yeah totally sounds about right <laughs> um so i'm i'm good i'm on my <laughs> thanks for the check-in i really appreciate it um so we always kind of round it out with like uh the same two questions for everybody um the first of which is if you were gonna go eat anywhere in new orleans right now where would you go oh oh margie's probably oh, yeah. always margie's Margie's is great. Okay, I was going to say La Boca, but only because I haven't been there yet. And I hope. I used <laughs> Don't to get mad at me, Adolfo. Oh, I want to go there so bad. I was going to say, I've never All been. of my friends that I've I never, play D&D I play wanna... D&D with are playing D&D right now, but I'm doing this. Aw, <laughs> thanks, Asher. Such a sacrifice. Dude. <laughs> I missed the sign up for a bunch of friends, start a new uh, D&D campaign on Mondays, and I'm. But, I know. So I feel you. I'm, <laughs> you know what? I'm actually also in between campaigns right now. So, uh, <laughs> just <guys>. saying. <laughs> um, I am gonna do one more shout out here. La Please. Boca. I've been craving steak and La Boca is on my list because I I haven't been there yet. But any day of the week besides Mondays, I hope they're listening. Barracuda, all day, yeah. every day. I love Barracuda, and every Monday, I'm so sad. Because they're close. So sad because they're close. <laughs> yeah. I was wearing my barracuda hat all day today. <laughs> um, and then the very last question, just kind of to wrap it all up. If you could give your younger self a piece of advice about uh, kind of maybe where you are now, where little you is headed, uh, what, what do you think it would be? Like, do we tell... How dark like, can we get Do here? we tell our little self, like, can- like, <laughs> our, like our younger selves, like... About our now, can we leave out like a large chunk in the Yeah, middle? you can like, just, <laughs> you know. For me. Just a little you, you advice. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, fair enough. Um, No, you know what? Actually, we ha- we were talking about a lot of stuff last night. We were having a very ethereal conversation last night, and I had a thought process along this line. And I think what I would probably tell myself is just do what you really fucking want you know yeah, what i mean trust totally. your gut like i really that's something that i it's still a learning curve for me but i definitely you know if your heart's in the right place and like you know what you want to do like go after it mm-hmm. and if you look fucking weird to people be a fucking weirdo yeah you know like get after it yeah you know what you're doing you'll be all right mine might be, be less i relate weird. to that oh. <laughs> balance <laughs> be less weird no, I just no. remember I like called my dad after I it was maybe a couple months after I moved here and I was just so like frazzled and I was like, I don't know what the hell's going on and like there's, you know, a million things all day, every day, and I was like, When do you get your shit together? Yeah. And my dad, who's like sixty five and is like the one person in my life who I've always thought had, had his shit together. Yeah. And he yeah. was like, I don't know. <laughs> He's like, I don't feel like that. So yeah, that was definitely, you know. Yeah, definitely just keep going. That theme, I think. Yeah. At large. No, I think that's good. Mm. Keep going. Cheers to that. (laughs) Cheers to keeping going and being a weirdo. You guys are doing a little bit of a dry month, so I won't offer you a (laughs) shot of whiskey, which is normally how we end the podcast. Uh, 
Um, but thank you guys so much for being here with me tonight. I really appreciate it. Thanks yeah. for having us. Thanks, Thanks for having us. I had a lot of fun. Yeah. yeah, you're very welcome for the eggs. Beautiful For eggs. sure. <laughs> Beautiful. Mm. All right, you've been listening to How Do You Like Your Eggs, hosted by Anna Gowan and usually by Jake Lewis, who is still hiding underneath the table, I guess. My name is Asher Griffith. I'm the producer of this show. Yes, it was me who had Matt speaking into the back of this microphone the entire time. If you'd like to support us, you can visit patreon.com slash cicada radio. As little as a dollar a month means the world to us. See you in hell. Or wherever it is that we're going. But I guess on the bright side, right, we're all going to go together. Just glad to see blue morning and the yellow egg at the break of rain. This is Cicada Radio. Sing, love, die.